Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from. Put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry. Be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, model, actress, all around great person, Alexa Hartfield. How are you doing this evening? Hey guys, I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me on. Good. Yeah, no, thanks Thanks for coming on. And Brent, Brent, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, man. It's It snowed last night, which is weird, but... Yeah. It's going to be 80 degrees this weekend. It's just all around kind of strange weather-wise yeah. here in Napa, Napa Town. <laughs> yeah, snow in April. Isn't there a Prince song or something about snow in April? Did I make that up? Is that a real thing? Maybe. I'm sure uh, there's some sure somewhere. Pro- yeah, yeah Prince, Prince wrote a song about everything. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But so, Alexa, what, what have you been up to? Do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, kind of introduce yourself to people? Um, like I said, I, I, I know, and I was telling Brent that you may have some interesting stories. I know you've done some cool stuff as far as, like, modeling goes and acting. I know you were in that movie with Bruce Willis, which I, I saw. I at least watched the part that you were in. I, I may not have watched the whole <laughs> It's, you know, Bruce Willis isn't very selective uh, about his movies in the later stages of his career. But I'm sure it was a great uh, movie. You're- <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, honestly, yeah, that that movie it was it was fun to watch. It was definitely fun to film. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially going in knowing Eli Roth is the director to begin with. Um, you know, can't have too high of an expectation for like you know <laughs> plot lines and great storytelling, right? You know, but it's always a fun show for him. So yeah. uh, after filming it, I couldn't wait to actually see it just for that entertainment value. And it definitely had that. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, I had a you know a small part in it, so it's not you know no big deal. I just you know get harassed by a couple of thugs in an alley and then run down the alley out of out of camera. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the sidelines, like honestly, filming took less time than everything else. So I got to hang out with my uh, coworkers. I got to actually have a little small conversation with uh, Bruce while he was on the sidelines with me between takes. Which nice. was very interesting. <laughs> what, so, what, what, what did nice he have guy. to say? What did you guys talk about? Um, he was mostly talking about the industry and just how he's gone through it. Um, not too much detail because we only had like a couple of minutes. But he was basically saying like, you know, if you're if you're in it, be in it. 
you know, like it's, it's all about what you make out of it not so much what they want from you. So, uh, I've definitely taken that advice to heart and, you know, it's got me this far cause you know, my, my whole, uh, when I, what I bring to modeling, um, I, you know, my, you know, my edgy look with a mohawk and all that. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely was loving in the beginning, combining that with that classic feminine beauty from, you know, like the fifties, forties, all that stuff. And, you know, showing how elegant that edge can actually be. So, like he said, make what of it you want, you know, do mm-hmm. what you want. And that's what I've been doing. And it's actually gotten me noticed, you know, a little notice. Got a little following in Chicago here. Nice. How do you make a mohawk stand up? Um, well, thankfully, I have a little bit of uh, texture to my hair. Um, so that helps with it already. But, of course, you know, the usual... Um, Hairsprays, hair gels, a little bit of teasing, maybe, you know. Teasing? Teasing, yeah. Teasing, yeah. You know, oh, when you take a comb and just. Yeah. Teasing. <laughs> yeah, teasing, yeah. So, what, do you, what, do you, what have you been uh, working on lately as far as modeling or acting oh. or anything like that goes? The latest, um, I did just have a, a couple of hair shows back-to-back weekends so um if you've heard of abs america's beauty show um that was just in town last weekend and um alongside that they have what's called beauty changes lives event which is a fundraiser to uh basically give out scholarships and, and give back to the hair community and help new artists and new stylists grow um, they, they, they hand out, uh, um, uh, donation checks to, um, to other stylists that are like starting their businesses. Um, they'll give, uh, what's that? Um, they'll pay for school for, for, for new artists. Cause you know, like the hair community, I, I love doing hair shows. They're all so helpful. Like, and, and when you do fashion versus hair, there's so much like, miserly behavior when it comes to fashion because it's like nobody wants any of their ideas stolen which i get and nobody like i feel like nobody's really trying to steal anybody's arts but it's like if i'm going to ask you how you got that corner on this particular shoulder like a little bit of ice would help versus you know every time i go to a stylist and colorist if i have any question they will ready to give me the answer to it and they'll give me all kinds of advice and at you know just volunteering it before i even ask yeah that's what, now i'm imagining hairstylists like uh you know like eddie van halen like playing his guitar with the back to the audience so they can't see his <laughs> techniques you know like so other guitarists can't figure out what he's doing Mm-hmm. yeah honestly <laughs> it is kind of like that but i mean you know everybody has their own little you know they do what they do, and you know, and, and it's not like the the fashion industry is at a, a a loss for any new ideas right now. So I'm I'm loving what's going on in the fashion industry. I'm watching everything on Instagram, and it's just it's blowing my mind. Nice. Well, how'd you get into that? Did you have to? Did you like seek out an, an agent or manager? Was it something you? Yeah, was it something you sought out, or was it? Did you stumble into it? Did you have friends that were involved, or? It was more of a stumbling into it. So um, way back, I was part of a uh, cooking program, which is kind of what brought me to WAB. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, they were uh, my, my instructor was emailed a, uh, a casting call for a Nestle show 
Um, and she thought that, you know, she's like, well, you're young, you know, you kind of look the part and all that. So, you know, let's, let's do a, a submission for you. So they, uh, had the recordings actually set up at Simon casting downtown. Mm-hmm. So I went there and the lady who was taking care of us and all that, she introduced us to Claire Simon herself, like directly to the, uh, head honcho there nice. and she she was like do you guys act you know because I was with my sister and I was like well I haven't before but it's definitely always been something I wanted to do so she was like you know give me your numbers give me your contact information we might have some work for you and <laughs> literally within like two weeks of that day I think that's when she had called me in for the uh, uh, empire role that I ended up landing oh, nice. so that was awesome Awesome. What was that? What was your experience with that like? On oh, that was great. You know, especially my first time, you know, you get that, you, um, you know, rose tinted glasses on the whole time, you know, everything <laughs> was just perfect. I didn't care how crappy it was, which it wasn't even, but yeah. like, you know, how everybody will complain about being on set for hours and how long they have to sit around waiting and this and that, how many takes it is. I was loving the whole experience. I was like, we could do more if you want, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you sure we got it that time? We can, we can do another Right. <laughs> You're like, I'll um, do it again. And then being, since I was a principal character for the role, um, they ended up having, they ended up having, um, when, when we had the lunch for craft service table, I got priority with all the other, uh, major cast members and all the, uh, extras had to wait after, you know, basically they get our table scraps <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's like really weird. Uh, you know, like I felt kind of bad, but I knew that there was obviously going to be enough. It just was like, that was, that was definitely a first experience for me. Um, <laughs> Right. And then <laughs> after that, um, I, I, you know, when doing my extras in background and all that and, and other projects and stuff, I started developing that, you know, animosity towards the waiting and how many takes it takes because then, you know, now I understand what other actors are talking about. Like, why do we have to do it again? I, you know, I thought we had at that time. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that was a great first experience. Nice. Well, so what's, uh, so the movie we're talking about today, oh, which I don't know if we mentioned, did we mention that Death Wish was the movie you were in with Bruce Willis? I don't know if we ever said the title. If anybody's listening to this and you were curious, Death Wish was the movie, uh, uh, that you did. But, uh, t- tonight we're going to be, t- we're going to be talking about 1987's The Lost Boys. And I'm curious, uh, what, what this movie means to you, kind of, uh, what you chose, why you chose the movie. Could you do a little, uh, intro for us to the movie? Well, for me, The Lost Boys was honestly like, uh, I remember watching that movie for the very first time when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. It was uh, for that year's Halloween movie fest. And, um, you know, like every, like I was, because of my parents, they were 80s kids. So um, they had all their leftovers, 80s that I was spoon fed my whole life, you know, listening to that music, obviously watching all the movies too. Um, and when I watched that, you know, I was always into Bon Jovi and the whole hair band, metal bands, everything and all that. And when I saw that, I was like, that was it. And then that coupled with being vampires, which I've always loved the idea of vampirism. Um, for whatever reason, that's just always appealed to me since I can remember, uh, no real explanation for why, but, you know, putting those two together, I was like, Oh, this is it. (laughs) This, this is like the perfect everything, you know? Yeah. No, I I was the same way. I think it was, 
because I know I've seen bits and pieces of this movie, but I, I rewatched it today actually, and I was like, I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever actually sat and watched this movie all the way through. Because I, I was I was watching it today, and I was like, I, I've seen pieces of it, but but I yeah haven't watched the whole thing. But when I was a kid, I, there was I watched the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie before the before the TV show existed, and um, I think there was another movie or two. But yeah, it was the same thing. Like I was real into vampires, and I think even. When we first watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my sister and I, we would, like, train. We're like, okay, we got to train to be vampire slayers. And we'd, like, you know, try to sharpen <laughs> sticks. And my mom would be like, what? Are, what stop ruining our knives on these sticks, you little yeah, asshole. That's exactly what a vampire would say, Mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come here, Mom. <laughs> so, so, anyway, that's how I murdered my mother. Uh <laughs> But uh, but no, I I really enjoyed it. Brent, had you seen the movie before? Or was this was this your first time watching it? I had the same experience as you. Um, like I remember, like the the Corys, mm-hmm. the Corys are in it. Yeah. Um, Elman and Ham, and yeah. I remember the some of those scenes, and and of course, um, what's his name, Sutherland, Kiefer, uh, Kiefer, oh, Sutherland. yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. I remember him being in it. Other than that, I don't like remember like the Bill and Ted guy in there. so it was cool i watched it yesterday and yeah it was it was a cool movie it was it was wild to see (laughs) yeah yeah it's really fun like again when when you don't take it too seriously it's it's so enjoyable but even you can't even take it a bit seriously and actually still enjoy it you know it doesn't like really disappoint in any way in my opinion Mm -hmm. it's a real quick watch too it's under an hour and a half yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I remember so many uh, Saturday afternoons watching that movie. Like, honestly, my, my sisters got sick of me. They're like, really, again? And I'm like, you can just leave. And half the time, they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they just ended up watching. They're like, okay, well, we're watching it now, too. <laughs> yep, yep. But no, this movie, it's, it's, one of those movies. it's a lot of fun. And, it, and I like how, like, just right off the bat, like, it introduce you, introduces you to... The vampires is like they're on the carousel, like causing problems and like getting kicked off the boardwalk. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then the camera swoops in on the security guard. So like you don't you don't see them do vampire shit until much later in the movie. But it's like you get yeah. the idea, you know. They're just yeah. troubled youth at this point. Yeah, <laughs> troubled right. youth. Yeah. <laughs> and is it true that it's like a um, it's it's sort of like well, was the word metaphor? Or no. It's kind of like in the same story as Peter Pan, right? Yeah. yeah. The movie The Lost Boys. It's, and this is just what I read. In that, you know, there's even like a strong dog character like Na- the Nana. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I think the analogy kind of falls apart. I'm trying to be... I, the whole wow, time watching, wait like, a minute. Who the fuck is Captain Hook? Or, you know? <laughs> that's, that's so crazy that you make the comparison to the dog Nana because the dog in the movie was named Nanook. Nanook, yeah. yeah. And when I looked it that's up, wild. Yeah, I, I never it even. It's, it's a god. It's a god of like a protection god of sorts. Oh, really? So, like, I thought it through. Yeah. Nice. I, so it's like pretty sure that's what they were going for. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I, and I, 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 I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I like the yeah. illusion. And what it. Because I don't know. I read something suggesting that this kind of like revitalized the vampire genre and cause before this, it was like old Dracula in his castle, you know? Right. And, and this, this kind yeah. of gave us like the young, hot, like cool vampires and, and might've really been one of the first movies to do that. I definitely feel like it was a, um, 
it opened the door for interview with the vampire yeah. to be able to combine that like uh like it starts in the modern day and then it takes it back him storytelling all the way back to that's right way back you know so yeah um but definitely i feel like uh it, it it really helped with the with the younger crowd because like you said everybody's used to seeing you know the blah 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 and Dracula you know <laughs> and and everybody's used to that and it really gave a different take on it for uh, the the pop culture crowd because the eighties I want to say really really broke down a lot of those established way of things um, yeah. like you know with Madonna and and how she really really sexual like like openly sexualized music like she's got that notoriety for that Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't there before like we all know how subtle everything was back in the day right but like she really just let it all hang out you know in in the 80s like that was that was all over the place right yeah whereas you know just it was gonna be it was gonna be more campy than what it turned out to be like they did a lot of script rewrites um is it Mm -hmm. joe or joel schumacher joel schumacher joel Joel, excuse me, sorry guys. Um, he, uh, the original script was going to be more campy, and he didn't like it because it was going to be The Goonies two, Part 2. Right. Yeah, I remember reading that. Start together um, with, the, with like the other frog brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Feldman and the, the other one, Jameson Newlander. Brothers, and then, and then um, mm-hmm. the Ham, Corey Ham. Like it looks like a goon, a scene from the Goonies. Like when they're reacting, and the, there's a camera view from above, watching them react as though they're like <laughs> the Goonies underneath the in the cave system. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it was yeah. Be more like that. And then they were like, mm-hmm. "Nope, we need sexy vampires. We need, you know, we need we need rock music. We need, all, we need to bring this up to like the you know the older kids." Right. But yeah. That's, we- that's how we got the Lost Boys that we see today. Right. We we need the shirtless, sexy sax guy. Can we talk about that guy? <laughs> with the purple pants? Yeah, we're absolutely going to talk about that guy. Yeah, of well, course you can't not. You want to now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I have like a paragraph. Um, <laughs> when this guy popped up on the screen, it, like so many questions got answered because I've seen this this character trope in other like comedy things mm-hmm. where there's like the shirtless guy with the saxophone right. and it's so amazing right this man is a golden god that they put on screen right <laughs> he he doesn't belong there he's he's he's, he's on a boardwalk well, I think fires you, right sorry you were kind of you're kind of cutting out a little bit Brant sorry sure no it's okay did you get the golden god I got god the part. I got the golden god part yeah <laughs> I said he doesn't belong there, mm. right? He's. Did you get that? Am I cutting out? You are cutting out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Alexa, I know exactly what you mean about these. T- about. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what she means about what? <laughs> the takes. Oh, you didn't even get that. Nope, you, you cut out. <laughs> Things. You were yeah. like, you were like exactly. That time. You were like print. Alexa. I know exactly what you mean about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, about what? I'm waiting. Yeah, and I'm like, I was like on a roll. Like I was gonna rant for a paragraph. Oh, I know. Am I smooth now? For now, no, yeah. That was great. At the moment, yeah. Alexa, you gotta help me out, bud. Let me know. <laughs> but 
But I think I think do, do, uh, the, do the react race hand thing, Alexa. If I if I start. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. A nonverbal right. cue. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that actually is a good idea, right? Yeah. I thought of that. That's mine. Um, the sax guy, right? Yeah. He is a golden god. Yeah. And he does not belong there. Like he's just too good of a performer to be at that place. Like his only stage lighting are like fire barrels. <laughs> Are these like hobos warming up in the winter by, you know? And he's performing to like a bunch of like, 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 like grunge mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I almost like, and he's like this buff dude who's like so like, he looks, he looks like the WWF. Like, he looks like he's a wrestler. Like, he's like this character with the saxophone. I almost wanted him just at some point just to like get kind of pissed and just like fl- like jump out in the crowd with like a flying elbow. <laughs> so, flying elbow. But then I thought like, I was like, oh, this is, he's just better than that. Like, he's, like, at the apex of his jump with the elbow out. Like, I figured it'd be awesome if he just, like, kept flying. <laughs> like, with his elbow out. And, like, because he's decided he's, <laughs> because he's, he's just, like, changed his decision in life. You know, and he just, like, flies into the back of his, uh, <laughs> of his Chrysler station wagon. That sounds he, like something from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> No, he was a great character, and I, I think, I, froze I think, again, I think, I, I think he froze a little bit. That's right. I'll cut, I'll cut it out. Uh, but I think it was. I'm pretty sure John Hamm did a version of him in a Saturday Night Live sketch where he was like a shirtless sax guy. Yes, he did. Oh my god, yeah, I loved that one. Yeah, and it was his name was Sergio. He always Sergio. like looked at the camera with his yeah. bedwig. He did like Sergio, and then like it cut to the next one. <laughs> that was weird but hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Sergio. <laughs> but that I remember that so well. But that guy Tim Capello, apparently he's like he's an actual sax player. And like did did uh-huh. like recorded with Tina Turner a lot. Apparently he was Tina Turner's sax player. But he did other stuff too. But yeah, I, I um I actually listened to um like I, I I listen to a whole lot of different music out there. But there's this one artist that I do follow uh, called Gunship, and um one of their songs is called dark all day. Okay. Uh, he's actually featured on as the sax player on that. And, and honestly, it's one of my favorite uh, tracks by them uh, that, you know, but uh, like, you know, it's like, I'm still seeing him getting work and doing things and, and still continuing to this day. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. And I, I love that. It's like this, this whole, like, like at this point, it's like the mystique of that guy, the shirtless sax player. That right. it's like, I, I love it. Yeah, what a great thing to have! Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm that guy, right? Like I'm the right. Yeah, I'm the shirtless sax player from from Lost Boys. But he exactly like I I don't even need a name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tim Capello. Who cares? So yeah, so we've got the so we've got sax guy. And then, so then you get the whole, they give you the premise, you know, it's a pretty simple premise. They're moving uh, in with her dad, the mo- the mother's dad. They're moving in with him because she's divorcing their dad. So it's the mother, Lucy, with her boys, Sam and Michael, uh, moving in with grandpa. And I like how as soon as they get in the house, Mike, uh, played by Jason Patrick, immediately goes in and just starts lifting weights. Like as soon as they I get know. there. <laughs> Like, he hasn't even taken his clothing off the... No, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, he's just like no, I, exactly. I loved that. That was like wow. So and that's what the older brother in the Goonies was obsessed with too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought of that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A lot of similarities there. Well, and a lot of those yeah. movies, because this this was executive produced by Richard Donner, who directed the Goonies. Uh, you know, the Spider-Man movies, the Lethal Weapon movies, Scrooge, Radio Flyer. Um, mm-hmm. He's and, got a lot of different movies. He's got a yeah. stuff that's wild. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Richard Donner's got quite a quite an extensive filmography there. And then Joel Schumacher, this guy, he did some other, like, Flatliners, Falling Down, The Client, and then... Famously did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, which, sorry for talking about that, Joel Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, yeah, so you get, so they move into the the house and you meet, um, and then, then they go and they meet Max and Thorn. Max is the guy she ends up dating. And we find out, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, but at the end, twist ending, Max really does end up being the head vampire. So, did you see that coming, Brent? What's up? Did oh, you say my name? yeah, yeah. I was saying, did you see that coming that Max was going to be the head vampire? Uh, it was in my brain from the before times that I saw the movie that I knew. Oh, okay, okay. It kind of reminded me of like Teen Wolf. Right. Yeah. Where Michael J. Fox's dad is also a wolf. <laughs> right. That's right. Sad to say, for me, I was way too young to be able to. I was just, uh, uh, you know, I honestly thought it was David. Like, I was 10, remember, keep in mind, I was 10. <laughs> right, and you know what, I saw a, a YouTube video uh, about things that, when you were 10, that you didn't catch for the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. For, you know, Interesting. One of them was that Max character, he owns this, like, video store, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I'm not sure if you said, like, how old you are, Alex. I think that you are about our age. I think you're our age. You don't have to say. I'm pretty sure you are. So, like video stores, maybe right, a little younger. <laughs> you had to you had to um, give all your information to the video store, right? So they knew your address, your phone number. Where, you know where to like bill you if you you know you went if you if, you, if like honey I blew up the kids like didn't come back in the VHS. <laughs> and so and so Max has an opportunity to stalk people and know exactly where to go, where they live, do all his all his bidding from his video store. That's because true. everyone goes to it. That's a good, huh. yeah, that's a good point. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even go that day before. <laughs> I didn't I didn't come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, this had a couple actors like him, that guy, uh, Edward Herman. I was like, I was like, man, I know this guy. Like he looks so familiar and he's been in a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't until after I watched it, I realized he's in uh, a Coen Brothers movie called Intolerable Cruelty. I don't know if you guys have seen that. I I love that movie. It's one of my favorite so. movies. Wasn't he the dad in um, Richie Rich? I think he might have been. Yes. I think so. He was also, if you guys remember in Gilmore Girls, uh, he was their, uh, the grandfather or Lorelai's father. Okay. No, I never watched that show. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, but he's done. He... That was the show where they talk really fast. Uh. I think so. I feel like everything at that at, at, at that time was like everything. Everything was doing that like super fast dialogue at the time. But yeah, I know they did have a lot of like those those rapid back and forths. Yeah, fast quippy dialogue of the era. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, but the mother too, Diane uh, Weist, Weist, however you pronounce her name, she was like her. with both of them. I was like, man, they look so familiar, but I can't place them. 
but I realized I know her from from Edward Scissorhands primarily. I mean, she yes. she's yeah. done, she's done a bunch of other me. stuff, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was, okay, she was the mom in the birdcage. Yeah, yeah. I was with that. Yeah, I've yeah. seen her in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and all these people and Jamie Gertz too, the the girl from this. Uh, from the mm-hmm. movie, I she's been in lots of stuff, but I primarily know her from Twister because I remember I watched yeah. that I watched that movie all the time when I was a kid, and she yeah she's Miranda yeah. the you know she's like the new girlfriend. Of she her, missed right? the truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is she's so great in that role. <laughs> yeah. Is Twister a horror movie? Oh, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't think it is. I think it counts think as right. a thriller yeah. or like a disaster uh, that action. So that would be fun it to is. do. <laughs> right. Fuck it, we'll just talk about Twister from now on. In this ep- <laughs> this episode is just about Twister. You know, yeah. I fucking Good love. Uh, you know who I love? Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Dusty in Twister. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Food. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that man. Be so good. <laughs> that the is. extreme. The he's the extreme. The extreme. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What and who like and that was really one of his earliest roles. Like who would have thought watching that movie that that guy would be like one of the greatest actors of our generation. <laughs> his right. fucking Dusty from Twister, you know. Yeah, cause like he played um, wasn't he the bad guy in Mission Impossible? Yeah, and like the third one. In the, the third one, fourth, yeah, I think the third one. Yeah, I think yeah, like he was he, that was total switch from that character, you know. Yeah. You think he went? Like, to... I... Think he went? <laughs> what do you ask? <laughs> do you think Philip Seymour Hoffman is in heaven? <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Who, who am I to say? If there's if there's any justice, then yeah. <laughs> yes, I think Dom DeLuise was really good in All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm a big Dom DeLuise fan. <laughs> I love Dom DeLuise. Anyone who's like whole personality is really around food. Like that's mm-hmm. those are my kind of... <laughs> food. <Yeah. laughs> food. <laughs> exactly food. <laughs> you know, you know one of one of these. I kind of feel bad for. Uh, Jason Patrick, the the guy who plays Mike in this movie. Yeah, how so? Because yeah. well, because he's not like I think he's a great actor, and he's had like he's had a good career. Like I think he's steadily worked yeah. all these years, right? But I feel like I feel like his his career can kind of be embodied by the movie Speed Two, right? Where yeah. Keanu did not come back for the sequel, and they tried to replace him with Jason Patrick. <laughs> But it just it just didn't work, right? And I kind of feel like his whole career is like, like just like almost an A list actor, but just like but but not not quite. You know what I mean? He's like never quite the Keanu, you know. Uh, yeah, I I totally see what you mean, and I agree with that honestly because I do think that he is a very skilled actor, in my opinion. I think he's pretty good. Uh, he's he's got a lot of car uh charisma. Yeah, I like him. Um, like one of, one of my favorite performances of his is actually a little bit later in his career. And that was in, in the losers. He was the bad guy in the losers. And that's one of my absolute favorite bad guys to this day. Nice. Like he, he literally like didn't care. And he was just like so eccentric. Like, 
that was great. And I, I never expected that to come from him, you know? Like, that was a surprise to me, too, and he did it really well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. He was authorized as well. I never saw that show, but... I always wanted to see that show. Me too. I never got around to it. <laughs> is that like an HBO show? Or what is that? Was it uh, I can't even remember. Yeah. He was in My Sister's Keeper. That was like a major blockbuster, I think. I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Me neither. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I do like, it, it was Not fun. It was fun to see Alex Winter in this. I don't, I don't know. I just really like Alex Winter. You know, he like. He... I actually follow him on Facebook. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. He seems like a Facebook follower, not an Instagram follower. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really. I, I don't even think I've checked out his Instagram page, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it'd be that interesting. But, um... I think you in a Facebook, Alex Winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What he's he... he's a lot of fun. Like when when you follow his page, he's he's got a lot of fun, and he he really supports uh, Keanu still really a lot. Like he's always at his premieres and stuff. I'm I'm always seeing uh, uh, like his posts and stuff for when Keanu's doing something. It's a nice. great guy. Nice. Well, it it was so great to see them back because I love the first two Bill and Ted movies, and it was so mm-hmm. it was so uh, satisfying to see them come back together for that third one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I will say it if the pandemic had never happened, that would be as our friend Norm McDonald would say, box office poison. <laughs> the third Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> but, but but it was at such like an opportune time to come out that like because nothing new was happening. Right. So it was like that came out and then like Mar and Barr go to Vista No. What's the movie? <laughs> Kristen Wig and her buddy. Um that came out, mm-hmm. and um, oh, what else? Anyway, there's just like very few like new things, and that Bill and Ted hit at just a great, a great time. And yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I also remember like it was kind of a big deal when uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet came out, and they were like, "This is going to be the mm-hmm. first big blockbuster, like the first big COVID blockbuster." You know, we're we're going to release it in theaters, and I don't rem- I don't think it did what they wanted it to do. I don't I don't think it made as much money as it probably you know why i really think that it was the fact that i'm sure a lot of people didn't get it like i i had to i had to rewatch it three times you know like because the first time unfortunately i it was broken you know like a buddy came over they started the movie and then i had to go to work so i missed like the last half of it and then i came back the next morning and watched only the last half of it and then i came back you know, like, I was like, you know what? It's a week later. Let me watch this all the way through. You, like, um, fucking tenet- tenanted that movie watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa. think of it like that. But, yeah, like, I, I was upset that I had to watch it like that because I was really into it the first time. Like, I love those those kinds of, like, mindfuck movies. Um, like, really makes your brain work. And uh, yeah, it definitely was one of them. I and I, I feel like as great of a movie as it was, it just fell on a lot of people who didn't quite understand it. You know? Yeah, it yeah. took me a while. Like I've never. I just watched it last week, Alexa, the mm-hmm. first time. Um, okay. I've never felt like I understood a movie and then did not understand a movie at the same time. <laughs> That's how I feel about it too. 
<laughs> I was like, I, and I jumped on YouTube and just like, he's like, okay, YouTube, tell me what, what I need to think about this movie. And right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> You're like, I get it, but I also don't get it. <laughs> like, I want to get it. I want to focus. I took double my ADD meds. <laughs> this is not like limitless. No. <laughs> I tried, but no, I did. I think I got it. I think I got some of it anyway. Enough. Yeah. Enough. I mean, right. as long as you can get some of it. If you're, if you, if you don't walk away from it being like, I don't fucking get it. Like, <laughs> at least that's enough. Well, it's, you know what? You know when I got it was when they started to see the fight at like the air, the airport art dealership place from the other perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I understand this a lot more now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And who, yeah, what, that helped me a lot too. And it was, it was, uh, Robert Pattinson was his, was his friend, right? In that movie. Yeah. What a great role. What a great role for him too. And the, I, I didn't realize it was Denzel Washington's son when I was watching it. And then I was like, yeah, and then either. I was like, Oh, that's fucking Denzel Washington's son. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That dude, that yeah. Dude so, I want to see him in so many more movies. Yeah. Me too. It's hey, you know the Robert Patterson character in that movie. People think is, is a, the young is like, a is the young boy in that movie. Oh really? Is the son? Yeah, I forget the character's name. Oh. The son, the little boy. Like you think that that's who that is? Huh? And that's why the, the, the he has a, he seems to have a relationship with the mom more. Right. Like, you, like he's like injecting her with like antibiotics and shit and like taking care of her. Huh? I'll have to I'll have to go back and look at yeah look at some videos about. No, you won't. That's the problem with that fucking movie is it's three hours long or something like that. No, no, no. And it's like I, I, you, it's like one of those Inception movies where you have to watch it again. But it's like I don't want to make the commitment and watch it. <laughs> well, see, no, but see, the thing is, Christopher Nolan's movies. We watched the Batman movies, but I those mo- like Memento, Inception, all those movies are on my list to watch with my daughters now. So like I'm gonna have yeah. to re I'm going to rewatch them in the near future because uh, my because my daughters haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah. But um, but my did I tell you my my younger daughter, my middle child Bella, she's she's more open to like horror movies and that stuff. It it affects her less than it does my oldest. Um, so she's like always game to watch whatever. And so she's at, she really wants to watch hereditary right now. Ooh, yeah. I don't know, man. That, yeah. And I'm like, Oh man. But cause she's like got a couple friends yeah. who have watched it and they're like, Oh, you've got to see it. It's the scariest fucking thing. And so kids at school size. Is that what you said? Yeah. Some of her classmates. How old is she? How old is Bella now? She's, she'll be 13 next month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, no. okay. That's not that bad. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> So here's here's the thing. Here's what I did. I showed her just the scene on YouTube out of context, outside of like the atmosphere of the movie. I just showed her the scene where the girl's head gets knocked off. And like you see, and I, and I was like, I'm going to show you She's this. She's 13 years old too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have to show you this scene first. And if, if you're okay with this scene, maybe I'll think about watching the whole movie with you. And we watched it and she was like, she was totally unaffected. She was like, yeah, that looks fucked up. Let's watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. 
the only thing though for me though like everything about that movie was like like i'm I'm not really scared by horror movies either Mm -hmm. but when it got to the very very end when all that shit was like actually going down like she's on the ceiling yeah that's the freaky stuff that i'm like that's just like the best word is just disturbing like that's like i I, you know like i turn off the lights at night and i can't think like maybe there's somebody up there (laughs) or but the 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 worst one for me was when she was like sawing her own head off. Yeah, with the piano, with the piano <laughs> that wire. That is what got me. I, I was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> will you yeah. go back, uh, Alexa? If, if you if you ever do uh, listen to any of this podcast at all, you should go back and listen to the Hereditary episode because we actually uh, talked about it with a friend of mine who he's an animator for. He's he's worked with like Disney and Pixar and Nickelodeon and like. Uh, he just has a new show on Netflix that came out, the Cuphead show. Um, so su- okay. super interesting guy and a super interesting episode uh, where we, we talk about the movie Hereditary. So and we had all watched it recently, and then like I think all three of us. It sounds like even you, Alexa, like we were like it was like a personal a personal piece of art that like we really like enjoyed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like connected mm-hmm. with. Like I remember yeah. like not wanting to like make jokes because it was like. I feel so in tune with his family. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I was I was really upset because the first time I watched it in the theater, it was with a college kid crowd. Okay. And they were all doing the typical co- I'm like this is not one of those movies guys like get 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 the idea, but they weren't really getting it and yeah. it kind of ruined a little bit of the experience for the first time watching it, but everything still just hit the same like disturbing as fuck. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, when I watched it at home, like there were a couple of parts that I actually had to close my eyes to, like, I'm not watching that again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but I did have to like get the little things that I missed because of all the crowd reaction and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, yeah, it's, it's one of those movies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love that movie. That's a good one. But uh, but so back to the Lost Boys though. So it's it's really interesting when he starts hanging out with the Lost with David and Marco and 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 what is it Dwayne and Paul. Um, Dwayne Paul. Dwayne, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then the Frog Brothers. We gotta talk about the Frog Brothers. And and I realized it when he was like he was like yeah these are the Frog Brothers Edgar and Allen and I was like oh wait this is an Edgar Allan Poe joke isn't it like <laughs> yeah yeah. I love their voices and because they would talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that was so great. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like overkill a little bit, but it, it just for whatever reason worked, even though it kind of yeah. didn't, but it still did for the character. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With yeah. the with the headband and everything. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna have to put a stake through your brother's heart. <laughs> yeah, and nothing is better than when at the end he has like the line of the movie when he's like, How much you think we should charge him for this? Yeah. And I'm That's like over with. That was so <laughs> yeah. Everything they said, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. kill your brother, feel bad feel better. You'll feel exactly. better. Get a darling uh, t-shirt, bud. Yeah. It's your funeral. <laughs> and then just like hand, instead of like a business card or like a pamphlet, they hand him like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Really <laughs> There's more on this pier than what meets the eye. <laughs> well, and, th- and that was so cool. Like the way this movie tied together, like 
you know, just like the aesthetic of like the vampires and like the fashion of this period. And then it tied together like comic books. And like, I feel like it was really primed for, uh, I don't know, just to really appeal to kids, like younger kids and even like teenagers at this, you know, not only in the eighties, but even after the eighties, it was like really built to appeal (laughs) to, to to younger people, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, surprised at how well it stands up over the years, even though it's like very heavily eighties in the aesthetic. Um, just everything else about it is still very, you know, modern to this day where you can watch it and it's not like you're watching an old throwback like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I would agree. It holds up. Yeah. Cause I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. It's entertaining. It's well-made, you know? Um, I mean, probably some of the effects would be updated a little bit if they made it today, but, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's still it to- it totally and that, works. Yeah, and that, that was one of the, the things uh, I wanted to mention. Destroyed. Sorry, sorry, I wanted to mention a little bit earlier when you were talking about how they kind of like hid the the vampires when they in the very beginning of the movie, and you don't mm-hmm. really see too much of the vampire action until the very end of the movie. And I really like that that they didn't like, and I because I feel like they knew their limitations and they didn't want to be dated by them. Yeah. I do think it's, uh, yeah, it's the same kind of magic that works in the movie alien or the movie jaws or, you know, where it's just like the, the less you see of the monster, the better, you know, just let your imagination right. fill it in, you know? And this is like just a camera, a camera zooming down on a beach or whatever. You yeah. Know? You don't see the vampires. You see, get that cool perspective of you're flying yeah you are the vampires yeah like you remember when they attacked the the couple in the car and they pulled the whole top of the roof off yeah like that that was another good uh showcase yeah where she like she's she's just trying to read a comic book like and he's getting all handsy (laughs) and then like the whole top of the car it's so awful Yeah, <laughs> and like she even slaps him, like quit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm trying to read a comic book. Those like old tra- trauma movies, uh, trauma, trauma. You know, like you know, like the Toxic Avenger or whatever. That was like the act, the sappy mm-hmm. acting in that. She's like, come on, babe. You know, like <laughs> she's like, ah, ah, you know, with the comic. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Or when they, or or then there was that like fake out where they you think they get Max right because the camera zooms down on Max. But then he's fine, you know, and then obviously mm-hmm. it's later revealed that he's actually the head vampire, but. Yeah, it was like they had, like, faked him out with a, uh, like, a kite or something. Yeah, like that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, and it was like a bat kite, wasn't it? it was like a... yeah, yeah, I think it was a bat. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I, Did I, you guys I... like the, the whole initiation of Michael? It was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a fun scene. It escalated very quickly. It went from like him like wanting to Michael wanting to fight them to like you're not only going to join us, but now here's like here's like some different scenes of you like being one of us. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. When I I can like you know I can uh, uh, identify with that like get you know hanging out with a new group group of people and you're like hanging out and drinking or whatever and you're like. You're like, are we cool? Like, you're you're like, are we cool? Are they fucking with me? Are they just are, like, are they being like funny and playful, or are they like yeah. fucking with me? And these jokes are at my expense, you know. And like, and and you and 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 this this just happened to be the worst case scenario where they're not your friends at all. They want to turn you into a fucking vampire, you know. <laughs> right. like, what, 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 
social clique would you ever want to like pursue that are like we're gonna do pull-ups underneath this train bridge like, <laughs> you know what no you know what if if you were the if you were the type of guy who walks into a new house and immediately starts lifting weights <laughs> those those are the kind of friends you hang out with <laughs> <laughs> why why did he end up being the good guy like why did like michael fit in <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. Well, I I, I, I do cool I do like that scene the where they're all like hanging from the bottom of the bridge and then they just like let go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into the mist. That yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> yeah. But it was one of those that that's one of those plot holes where it's like I we I know what we're kind of supposed to get from that, but when he did let go and suddenly like it just cuts to, from him the falling scene, which was hilarious, right. by the way, and um, then he just like falls right into his bed. So it's kind of like, hmm, what did actually happen between there? Right. Yeah. Did Kiefer Sutherland like catch him and like lovingly carry him home and like set him oh, in his yeah. bed? You know, like, and he's like, night, Tucked night, sweet in. prince. Yeah. He has like he has Alex Winter's sized lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just it's just like the sweetest little kiss. <laughs> Yeah, it's you know what? It's just it's just drops of dew in the shape of Alex Winter's lips on his neck. That's what because Alexis, we've, Alexis, we've like discussed before about um, about vampires. Just like they seem just like super horny, horny about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, vampires are very absolutely. horny. It's a horny genre. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It is actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I like that that we knew they were vampires. We knew they were going to be fine. But I, I I was trying to imagine a movie where, you know, one of the main characters get find, finds this new group of guys. They all start hanging out. He's like, maybe we're going to be friends. And then they hang from a bridge, and then they all just drop to their deaths. Like all these, kids, <laughs> they just like, and he's just like, what the fuck? And then you have to go on with the rest of the movie. And this guy's like. I don't know. Like the, I thought we were gonna be. They just fucking killed themselves. Like what the fuck? They're all, they're all hanging, and they're just like Michael. We forgot to tell you, dude. This is the last time we're all hanging out, man. <laughs> yeah. Just like La- act. <laughs> Later, dude. Tell you sorry. <laughs> you made it, dude. That's, that's what drinking the bottle was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no better metaphor for world of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Fall into the mist. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but I love I love the grandpa and like how they get home. Like they take the car and they kill Alex Winter's character, and then they come back and the grandpa stops them. And you're like, uh oh, they're caught. And the grandpa's like, "There's a rule. You're supposed to put gas in the car when you take it out." <laughs> and he's got the he's got rules. He's got the he's like. Did you know that? Yeah, old fart flap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh, well, and there's a joke earlier where, because he taxidermies animals, that's his thing, right? And then mm-hmm. he's going to uh, to visit his girlfriend, the widow Johnson, and Jason Patrick Jason Patrick's character, Mike, is like, uh, he's like, "What'd you what'd you stuff for her husband <laughs> or something?" And oh, the, that was yeah, and and, and Corey <laughs> Corey Haynes' character is like, "That's not funny, Mike." And I was like. I was like, I don't know. I kind of, I thought it was pretty it, funny. It actually was, though. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it was, it was a good joke. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then I also love the scene where they run in to fill their canteens with holy water, 
at the church. Oh, that was great. <laughs> During a christening. Yes. Yeah. And I like how everybody like stopped to look. And I, I like to think that they were like, knew what they were doing. And they're like, oh, good. They're go they're using it to fight vampires. Like, we're very aware of, of how this works, you know. That makes you want to go into a Catholic church and start like, very like sneakily, like, but, but in the open stealing their holy water and then like running out like it's gonna get the vampires <laughs> right do that in real life <laughs> that'd be awesome i might try that this summer I was gonna say, how is nobody how is that not a That's thing the I've holy seen. water's the most fresh oh yeah <laughs> wait yeah, so they only shit. they only bless it in the summer and it's stale over the yeah. winter wow and if you hug a nun it's good luck it's oh <laughs> Is that I don't know whether to believe you. Brent grew up Catholic, so he might know things. I don't know. Yeah, we would hug them all the time, <laughs> and it's it, it, there's a cost benefit. You know, it's it, it's good. It provides you luck. <laughs> nice. You have no idea. Are you... Next time I see a nun, I'll I'll see if I can hug her. Yeah, yeah do it. <laughs> Worth a try. <laughs> right, and she she's she's gonna be like, stop! I'm trying to read a comic book, and you're like, come here, give me a hug, nun. <laughs> <laughs> then the top of your car gets ripped off. It's a, it's a whole thing. A whole mess. But yeah, so good. Some good fun deaths at the end here. Paul getting knocked into the holy water by Nanook. Death, mm -hmm. death by stereo. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was a great line. Yeah, where Dwayne's Dwayne's yeah. head explodes, and then David gets impaled on the antlers. Yeah, just all around. And another great line from the Frog Brothers where Max is like, I wanted my boys and your boys to get together and we could all be a family, you know. And I think it's Corey Feldman is like, well, like the blood-sucking Brady Bunch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. And then Grandpa saves the day. He literally drives a stake into Max. So That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally drives it in there. And that's it. And that's of course, the iconic horn. Yeah. La Cucaracha. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> the horn that, that, get, that, that impales Keith or Sutherland? No, the grandpa's horn. Oh, oh sorry. The, the, yeah, the sorry. car horn. <laughs> I agree. I was writing something down. I apologize. Yeah. The car horn. Okay. And it yeah. plays right as he smashes through the wall. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> Was there was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? Any scene we missed or any part of the movie you want to talk about uh, before we kind of jump into headcanons and, and, and end the episode here? When actually, yeah, I did. Uh, um, yeah, I did want to actually talk about Jamie Gertz and, and her character because we didn't, yeah. you know, like the, the one. Well, technically, obviously, Diane Weist is also mm -hmm. another female, but she's the female lead. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I. I the one thing I wanted to say about her was the reason that they did cast her, uh, because, as you know, back in the 80s, it was all about the cookie cutter, blonde hair, blue eye, you know. And what I found out was that after they had cast uh, the Michael role, um, knowing that he had the dark hair, they said, well, we don't necessarily need to find a blonde haired girl to, to fit the role because that's what they were looking for mm -hmm. and he ended up suggesting because I, I think it was solar babies okay that they had previously worked on and he was like well i worked with her she's great we've got chemistry we're used to each other so you know they said yeah bring her in she auditioned and they loved her so they casted her 
And um, I, I really like that. That it was one of those. You had because like I'm one of those. Like I don't like the the typical. You know, everything's the same now. Everybody's you know they look for the same thing all the time. And I really like the fact that they actually went against the grain, and you know, gave the opportunity to somebody who didn't look like what you know who fit the suit, if you will. Yeah. I, I did wonder, well, I assume the little, who's the, the kid that plays Laddie? I assume that was supposed to be her brother. I don't know if they have really said, but that was her younger brother, right? It was. I don't think that they did say it, but I'm pretty sure that it was supposed to be, they were supposed to be siblings. Yeah. Yeah, because he's just, like, he's just kind of there the whole movie. And then it's not, it's only really at the, at the end when he, like, pops out from under the bed and he's all, you know, vamped up. Mm-hmm. Jack of Eddie Munster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, the Eddie Munster line. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's really, like, other than that, he's really just kind of there the whole movie. I know, I thought that too. And he, he said, like, maybe three lines. Yeah. And, you know, like, him vamping out at the end and popping through the, the whatever that was. Um, <laughs> with the fans suddenly turning on and blowing all the fuzz everywhere and feathers. Yes. Um, yeah, that he was just kind of there. It was that was an interesting like I'm still trying to understand that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy for that actor uh, that he got that work and he was I I you probably could have cut that character from the movie and lost nothing, but you know, who am I? Who am I to I you know, I'm I'm glad as many actors can be working as possible. I'm I'm all for it. So. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> That it was supposed to be uh, uh, the Jamie Gers character. I think that he, he was supposed to be like her real reason for wanting to get out of it the way that she was, but they didn't really establish a connection with them enough to make us believe and you know want to want to want that for her. Yeah, you know? or or maybe that's the expl- like why wasn't she trying to escape before Jason Patrick came along? Mm-hmm. You know, because they had her little brother. Next week, we'll be talking about the 2002 film May, so be sure to check that out before next week. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. All right, well, do you guys have headcanons you want to dive into, or I can go first, it doesn't matter to me? Uh, how about you go first? No. Okay. Okay. I'll go. Uh, mine's pretty simple. I, I, I think, you know, we know the grandpa does taxidermy. We know that's, that's kind of his pastime. Uh, my head canon is we think the frog brothers, we think their parents are just like high and stoned off their ass all the time, just laying there in the back of the comic shop while, while their kids run it. Um, however, I think they are previous customers of the grandfather and and the frog brothers their parents are actually taxidermied by the grandfather he he stuffed them years ago when they died yeah, yeah. that's my head cannon and so where are these people the the frog where brothers are they parents stuffed and displayed at they're they're always like laying in the background at the comic book store mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's my There's head like Hippie stoners that are just kind of like out of it all the time in the background. Yeah. At the, when when you go to the uh, whenever they're at the comic store. Yeah. So did they? That, like, that's hilarious. Did they kill their parents and then have the guy stuff them? 
yeah, you know what? Maybe their parents started to become vampires, and they were like, we should kill our parents. We'll feel better. And so they staked them, and then they had they had the grandpa stuff. They had stuff. to leave that scene in the movie out. Yeah, they had to cut. It was too like, dark. It was too dark. But so, but so they were like, but if we if we admit that our parents are dead, then the state's going to take us. We're going to lose the comic book store. There's going to be all these repercussions. So they were like, I know. We'll get fucking grandpa to taxidermy them. We'll just lay them up in the in the store, and then we'll we'll just run the place, and they'll be fine. So so if anyone comes to check on them, yeah, they just have to. They the just adults. they the adults we, are there. Yeah, and they just they weekend at Bernie's it right. They just like pick their dad up and like you know shake. But you're not articulated when you're a taxidermy thing, right? Well, so see, it's really just how a child plays with a toy. They're like. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's it's like South Park animation, right? It's just like <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It works. Yeah. yeah. But and it, it speeds up their their childhood, right? They're no longer child children. They now have to speak mm. like adults. Right. Yeah. Right? Which, right. Yeah. Which is why they're like, we got to taxidermy our parents. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn to the camera and break the fourth wall. Yeah. You got to taxidermy your parents. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> edit it out, else... yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get the Menendez brothers like in big time. Yeah. It would Menendez is that's actually Spanish for frog. Is it? No. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and if you hug a nun, your parents will listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit. All right. The secret's out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, Alexa, do you have a headcanon, or Brent, do you, do, you, do you need a little more time? You want Brent to go ahead and go? Gee, that's one. That's a hard one to follow, honestly. Um, <laughs> honestly, I hadn't really thought about that. I thought, I thought you were going to go and steal mine, Corey, for oh. a second there. But um, <laughs> I thought there was going to be more with, like, the grandpa's taxidermy stuff. Mm-hmm. I really did. And so I was thinking that, like, the grandfather is, is, is he's leaving these taxidermied animals in, in Corey Haim's room every day. Yeah. Right? And so I was thinking there would be, like, something more to that. Because there's even a scene where he opens the closet and he just, like, shoves all these an- dead animals <laughs> in there. But that would be really cool. Because at the end, you realize the grandpa is, like, savvy to the whole vampire situation. And it would be dope as shit if, like, he was slowly constructing, like, an Iron Man dead animal suit for him to wear at the end to then just, like, destroy the vampires. <laughs> that would be... That would like, be... they all kind of pieced Lego together. Right. <laughs> He's got... It's like a got a bear head he wears as a helmet. Yeah. Like, like an, Amer- an American bald eagle, like, on his forearm. He's, like... <laughs> Stabs you with its beak or something. Yeah, I love. Yeah, he would have like his. He would have elephant trunks on his arm to shoot holy water. Right. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> he has like Cecil the lion's tail, like the actual Cecil the lion. Yeah, I love it. I love. Uh, yeah, I want. Man, oh God damn it! Yeah, I, I, I have to see a movie with a taxidermied Iron Man suit now. I gotta That's find. Hilarious. There's gotta be something close to it. I we'll have to find it. Put him in the it. kitchen cop. Remember kitchen cop? Kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I do. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh, that was when we had oh! come up with what we 
we were in the kitchen at Wow. I do. And I, he was like some some like I don't even remember, but he was like some cop that like a uh, Rambo type guy that works in a kitchen. And he does everything. <laughs> that's right. Kind of weird. I forgot about that. Like, yeah, that's a character who came related. up with at Wob. <laughs> I totally that forgot works. about that. That's awesome. <laughs> I still want to make that. <laughs> oh man, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Alexa, do you have one? Or if not, that's totally fine. Uh, the, the... Um, I don't really have anything in particular, but, you know, especially considering the fact that uh, Grandpa had come in at the end of the movie and it was like the one thing I could never stand about Santa Carla was all the damn vampires. <laughs> like, that's the line. That's the last line of the movie. Right. And it's one of those like that's interesting to like think about what what he knows already and how long, even how far back it was. Like, did it, did he, um, you know, like, is it something that came up after his daughter had moved out of the house and started her family? Is it something that he know ever since she was born or before she was born? You know, like, how does he know that? What is his experience with it? And then like, you know, how he obviously drove through the, the stake through the house, yeah. you know, um, I'm like, hmm, maybe he has actually killed vampires before, you know? Yeah. So that that's that's one of mine that I've always kind of thought of. Yeah, or maybe you know, maybe his girlfriend, the widow Johnson, maybe he had to maybe he had to stake her husband. Maybe he had to put her husband. Maybe they down. used to have like a team, him and, and um and the the Johnson the Johnsons. and then now he died and now they're just like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. hoping he played more of like a Van Helsing kind of character. Yeah. That you didn't know about till the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, he was I, like I, a secret vampire hunter. I, mean, I, I guess he ended up being one. Yeah. I almost I, expected him to like say, like, make some like an allusion to Van Helsing or something, but. Yeah. I don't know. They did make a couple sequels. I've never seen them. Uh, but Corey Me felt- neither. And I've. Uh, the, the second one, I know had absolutely nothing to do with the first one but the third one i know that they brought back the uh frog brothers and it is actually the two um cory and jameson um both of them are are actually brought back uh (laughs) i don't know if anybody else was but i know that those two are in it so that's the only one that i'm like really interested in seeing but uh from what i've seen the trailers for the second one i'm like i'm not gonna watch it i'm not sure if i'll ever suffer (laughs) through it maybe one day yeah Yeah. i do think i think Corey feldman is in there but sorry i think Corey feldman's in that but i do know in the second movie uh one of the one of the main actors (laughs) i swear to god i'm not making this up Kiefer Sutherland is not in the second movie, but they did. They do have Angus Sutherland, who is Kiefer, <laughs> who is Kiefer Sutherland's half brother. And I I know it sounds like I'm making that up, but I swear to God that's a real thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I read that in the the first one, it's supposed to be set up for a sequel because Kiefer Sutherland's character doesn't burn up or like explode or. After he gets like spiked, okay, or dismembered in some way. Yeah. Also, they they coined the phrase "vamped out," which then you mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer used later. Really? Huh. Yeah. And and Kiefer Sutherland's father, Donald, was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a lot of connections there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're pushing. Out. I want to be mindful of your time. I want to. I want to let you guys get going. Uh, Alexa, was there anything else you want to plug? You want to direct people toward? Uh, social media or, or, or yeah, it, it, the floor is yours uh, to say what you will. Well, um, if anybody wants to follow um, 
Alex Winter on Facebook. You definitely can. I'm also on Facebook too. It's just my name, Alexa Hartfield. Instagram, same thing with an underscore in between. So um, that's about all I got. I'm not one to solicit my social medias like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. But if people are interested in seeing some badass modeling pics from time to time, that's where to find them. <laughs> some awesome hairstyles. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, Alexa, thanks for thanks for joining us uh, and, and bringing this delight, delightful me. movie. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to do it again. And everyone at home, thank sure. you for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>